Hello, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. I'm uh, bringing this photograph up today. It's another image going up on Instagram and Facebook and my site. And this is a photograph from the winter storms that we had back at the end of December and the beginning of January. I think this is after the big ice storm that we had, but after, after I think, one day of a winter storm where we had a lot of snowfall, uh, the weather cleared, we went out on a walk, and we took a bunch of photographs, probably a number of the pictures that had been, uh, that had been put up in the last, uh, last few weeks here. But this photograph was from a section near the cemetery, I think close to the University of Oregon campus. I like this image. It's real simple, and it's pretty easy going. Uh, it's just a, a panel of trees uh, that are maybe 100 feet away or so that stretch up and kind of reach up into the top of the frame. And I like the composition a little bit, and I also liked the backlight that was coming from the sun uh, behind the trees through sort of a partly cloudy, broken-up evening or early evening, late afternoon sky. So really, this was just one of those images that I, I appreciated and I wanted to put up. And I like the, the draped snow on those evergreen well, what would you call it? It's not leaves, right? But on the evergreen trees. I really thought that was kind of cool about it. I had another photo, I think, that I just made a video about the other day that was, I think, a close-up position or another uh, vignette of some of the, uh, the image that we were looking at here. You can see more of my work at billynewmanphoto.com. You can check out some of my photo books on Amazon. I think you can look up uh, Billy Newman under the authors section there and see uh, some of the photo books on film, on the desert, on surrealism, on camping. Some cool stuff over there. Today I'm talking about a couple of the photographs that are going up online. And, uh, oh man, yesterday, way successful. Got a bunch of content stuff done, uh, done yesterday, but uh, edited a bunch of photographs. Uh, try to cut on a couple videos, but that only, only goes so fast. But I think I, I got a, like a photo or a podcast wrapped up. I got a video made. I got a, a photo edited and, and posted and stuff. So I, I don't know. I dig it when I'm, I'm kind of jumping in and um, getting all the pieces together each day. That's kind of cool. I'm messing around with Anchor a little bit. I don't know how long lasted that'll be, but uh, at least in an effort to promote this podcast. So if, uh, if anyone had actually... Uh, I wish I doubt. If anyone had ever followed a link over from Anchor to check out this podcast, let me know uh, sometimes. But uh, yeah, it's one of those kind of budding, well, I don't know what budding means when it's not 2007 anymore, but it's one of those budding social networks that has a handful of people that, that work on it or that follow it. Uh, but I'm not really sure how successful overall it is. It's sort of like, um, like an Instagram app, but if the post you make was an audio post or like a podcast, like really just like me talking right now, I think it's about the same thing. So, uh, something sort of similar to that. And because it's sort of like this podcasting stuff, that's why I've been getting into it, but, uh, trying to do a little audio update post over there each day. I think you can check that out. And, um, I don't know. It's okay, but trying to talk about some photo stuff over there also. Today I'm uh, in my truck and I'm working on a bunch of stuff on my laptop. I'm trying to edit this photograph. Of, well, one of them is of like our camp, or you know, like when we're getting ready to go on our backpacking trip. And one of them is kind of the, the layout of a bunch of the gears. We're trying to pack it and get it ready that morning, uh, which is always like a really tough part of the backpacking trip. I don't know if, how much backpacking you guys do, but especially when you're, you're kind of transitioning from two states, one of them being. Um, car camping where you're sort of loaded out for for 
an extended period of time with more heavy equipment that you're kind of loading and carrying around. Um, so you kind of pack for the car, but then you, you sort of change out when you go backpacking. You know, if you're car camping a couple of days and then jumping out and going backpacking, you sort of have to reassess and then, and then sort of repack everything uh, that you would need to get through a backpacking trip. And uh, it's, man, it's time consuming, you know, when you have to kind of do that swap over. But uh, anytime you're pack- packing for the backpacking trip stuff, it's kind of... I don't know if it's frustrating, but it's a little bit about like, ah, oh man, like, do I take this? Do I not take this? Is it just going to be weight on my back that I carry that I end up using or participating with, you know, this item or this thing uh, for for just 1% of my time there? You know, and sometimes even still on short trips, that definitely have, especially on short trips, short backpacking trips, like overnight trips, two day trips. I would really recommend you you put everything you want to carry in in a plastic sack you know like something that's like a gallon big but i swear if it's one day if it's one overnight trip you should eat before you go (laughs) maybe people ate i can like that i don't know if i want to eat a ton of food but uh you should you should leave so that you don't need to eat right away you should hang out you know have a meal ready and then uh have a power bar on the next day or the way back or something like that but you know some spare food and whatnot but uh but a lot of spare stuff a lot of extra stuff, a lot of delicacy stuff. It's tough when you're backpacking, uh, but you always you always want to do it until you start hiking the weight of it. Then you want to ditch it. Then you want to throw it out the window or, you know, off the trail, right? You can check out more information at billynewmanphoto.com. You can go to billynewmanphoto.com forward slash support if you want to help me out and participate in the value for value model that uh, we're running this podcast with. If uh, you receive some value out of some of the stuff that I was talking about, you're welcome to uh, help me out and send some value my way through the portal at billynewmanphoto.com forward slash support. You can also find more information there about uh, Patreon and the way that I use it. If you're interested or, or feel more comfortable using Patreon, that's patreon.com forward slash billynewmanphoto. I've got the Sony A7R going through its paces. It's been really cool using it for the last uh, the last couple of weeks. I've been trying to figure out its idiosyncrasies, and there are a lot of them. There's a lot of them with these newer cameras, and I can see definitely where from the A7R, or you know, yeah, from the first series of the A7s to the A7 II, and you know, so on and so forth with the better and, and different accentuated camera models, uh, they get better. They really do get better. There are some things with uh, the first renditions of the electronic viewfinder and the system of how that takes photos, how it kind of interrupts when you're taking photos that don't quite seem to the level of professionalism that I'm really trying to hit for. So I know that there's a lot of custom settings that I have to go into and sort of tweak how that A7R is going to be grabbing at photos and then how it's chimping. You guys heard of that before? Chimping. It's... uh, I don't know what it really has to do with, but uh, but it's referring to when you take a photograph or you take a couple of photographs and then you look down at that screen on the bottom of, of your digital, or, you know, the back plate of your digital camera. You look down and you see the photo and then you come up, you recompose and you shoot again and then come down and look at it. And it's, I guess, I don't understand it completely. It just seems sort of like uh, like a modern approach to something that the technology allows you to do. So I think it's totally acceptable, but for whatever reason... It it is sort of an interference in the creative or in the photography process sometimes. And I know that there are many pros, all of those pros coming from a past world that's no longer here, a film where it wasn't really acceptable to do 
to do half shutter press autofocus. <laughs> like you have to do autofocus from the back and then and then shutter is its own system. And then with that, there's all these kind of silly rules about how you can use focus, how you can use composition stuff, how you can set up your frame, when you can look at the screen or when you can review the images. I guess these film shooters, they thought it was uncouth to re- be able to review or see the photograph before the film was developed or before it was later on. Interesting. And I see kind of psychologically there's this, there is this path that does seem to create better work or more intuitive photographs. And those are better. They are more needed. And I can see where some of these tricks might get you closer to that. But the idea of just looking at the back of the screen, that doesn't impede you so much. And it doesn't, it just doesn't really stop you. If you're a pro and you know what you're doing, you look at the screen, you're looking at the screen because you know why you're looking at the screen. It doesn't really seem to make sense that there's these sort of sideways rules about features you can and can't use that are put into your camera. But to speak about efficiency, the problem that I notice about the A7R is that it will display the image to you for about a second and a half, two seconds. And it will display it on the screen, but it will also display it in, in the electronic viewfinder for your eye. And you can shut this feature off, but there's still a little bit of a hiccup around the time that you hit the shutter button. And the problem with this is if I'm framed up to take a photograph, let's say of a a situation, I remember back at OSU when I was shooting sports a lot, uh, let's say there's a football game, I'm out in front of the action, and I see that the Beavs set up a play, they throw a pass, the guy gets it, he's right in the pocket on the third of the frame that I have, and I have focus tracking on him, I want to take a series of shots with a high frame rate so I can get that whole run of action as he moves towards me. And so the issue that I'm having is, in photography, you're trying to select moments that look good. That's kind of the point. Aesthetically, you want them to be choices that are appealing. And that has to do a lot with gesture, a lot with movement, a lot with kind of positioning and framing and composition and, and sort of thoughtfully considering what does the person look like? How, how are all of these things in the frame relating to each other? And is it going to work when you press the shutter? And the difficulty is with these A7Rs or even with the Sony A6000 when I'm looking at it and I take this series of photographs, I'm almost blind that whole time. Whereas before in the past when I would have been working with an SLR, the There's the shutter flap where you see black for just a moment, but it comes back and it's optically correct immediately. It's optically correct to what you're going to be shooting, but with the EVF, there's just enough lag that in high action, you seem to kind of miss where the gesture is. If stuff's moving around, it seems like you almost have to kind of guess or assume that the next moment's going to happen and then try and take it, but you can't see it. It's weird. It's like it shuts off the viewfinder right at the time that you need to be looking through it. And so in some ways like that, it's a little bit complicated of, am I framed up right? Am I looking at the thing right? When I take the picture, it just shows me something else all of a sudden. And I know that they've solved a lot of these problems. Like if you look up the Sony A9 and some of the features that it has, if you, if you bring that into high-speed shooting, it's got this interesting system where instead of having the electronic viewfinder blink black or cut out, cut out completely, have the processor move all of its attention to processing that image that it just captured and then bring back the electronic viewfinder momentarily later. What we see in the A9 is a system where there's, there's the bracket, there's like a, let's say like a red focus bracket that kind of goes around and, and you're shooting, you're shooting, you're shooting. Uh, but what you're seeing is instead of, instead of the, the electronic viewfinder blinking out black and then showing you a frame 
or just blinking out black and then coming back on, what we see is just that bracket, that red bracket, blink yellow or blink from black to yellow or black to red or something like that. And all that's indicating is that it is firing frames, but you're just still seeing it completely, normally, like you would view any action on a screen. And that's a really interesting process. I think it's like, I don't know, it's like 20 frames a second or something like that. It's almost video at that point when you're shooting raw frames. Are you kidding me? Raw frames on a Sony A9 at God knows what almost 50 megapixels that it's shooting at. And you can do 20 frames a second just looking at the thing and then seeing a little black bar blink yellow. And that's signaling that you're, you're capturing all that data. Thanks a lot for checking out this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. I hope you guys check out some stuff on BillyNewmanPhoto.com. A few new things up there, some stuff on the homepage, some good links to other, other outbound sources, some, some links to books, some links to some podcasts, links to some blog posts, all pretty cool. But yeah, check it out at BillyNewmanPhoto.com. Thanks a lot for listening to this episode of the podcast. Talk to you next time.